0: lot of times the thing that we think is the problem actually isn't and so one of the things I love when I work with other people is listening to what they think their problem is because it helps me to help them see that that's actually not the thing that's in your way. Sick of being upsold at gyms?
1: My guy Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative, service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today we are chatting with Shantae Grant, the founder of Because of Zoe, a company that makes handcrafted bow ties and headbands. Shantae also coaches other businesses on how to find their focus using her Peace Pace Progress program. And that's what we're chatting about in this episode, as Shantae puts it, getting on the other side of busy so you are making meaningful progress in your business. We chat about how the problems we perceive in business sometimes aren't truly the problem, but rather it's a mindset issue that needs to be fixed. Be sure to check out the show notes at DavyandKrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands that Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes you've enjoyed most so far and why. To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davy and Krista Facebook page and send us a message. Now, on to the episode. All right, Shante, welcome to the Brands of Book Show. Thank you so much for taking time uh, to join me this morning. I know that you have a busy schedule, and I feel like we got to see each other a bunch. Uh, I guess late last year, early this year, we saw each other at Creative Heart. We were both speaking there, and then we were both speaking at the school of styling um, earlier this year. So I'm I'm happy to have another opportunity to connect with you.
0: Same. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited, and yeah, I feel like we've gotten to see each other and see each other's babies a lot in the last few yeah. months. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. It's it's crazy how much they grow in, in just a year. You know, I feel like yeah. Jack is, you know, totally different than he was uh, you know, even a couple months ago in January.
0: Yeah, same, same.
1: So, uh, you are like so many of our guests, multi-talented. You have it seems like so many different things going on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you got started with because of Zoe. Um, and then, uh, pivot into talking a little bit about, um, our topic, uh, today, which is really trying to find your focus, right? It's re- really trying yeah. to cut through these tasks where we feel like we're busy, but we're not actually moving our business forward. And you're the perfect person to talk about that because you started, you know, multiple bu- businesses. Uh, you have so much going on, uh, and yet you, you always seem like you're taking large strides forward. So, can't wait to uh, dive into that a little bit, but can you tell us just how you got started? What what your entrepreneurial journey looks like?
0: Yeah, um, so it actually started with not being an entrepreneur. Um, I guess how many years ago now? Four years ago, I was practicing law as a litigator at a law firm here in Greenville, South Carolina, and at random started hair bows for my daughter when I couldn't find what I wanted. Um, on Etsy, I was looking at all her bows, they looked alike. So I just thought, you know, I'm gonna find fabric I like and make products, make something for her. And it was just gonna be for her, but I bought a yard of fabric and realized you, you can get more than one hair bow out of a yard of fabric. <laughs> um, this is how little I knew. Um, so I taught myself how to make hair bows and I said, I'm gonna sell the remainder on Instagram. And I did that and that day, I had like a quote unquote, my first Instagram sale all the bows sold out. People were like, We missed it, or I want more. And when is the next one? And I thought, Okay, I guess I can do this every time I make Zoe bows. I'll make some more for other people. And that just grew beyond my belief. And in less than a year's time, from that date, that was April of 2014. By April of 2015, we had come up with a name we had two stores who had reached out to us and I had to give it a name because I was tired of sending PayPal invoices. I needed a website. And so I realized, well, I started making these bows because of my daughter Zoe. So because of Zoe and the rest really, it just has been a crazy ride, a really great ride ever since. But it really started out with me making hair bows for my daughter, then making them from other people's children on Instagram and growing into stores, seeing our products on Instagram and asking to put them in there and be realizing that this was something I really love to do.
1: That's incredible. I mean, and just the fact that it only started four years ago, you know, I mean, four years yeah. is a long time and all, but but when I when I look at your business and just uh, how mature it seems, I just think, oh man, she's been doing this for a decade, at least, you know, but it's only been uh, four years. Um, also, you know, the whole uh, attorney background thing, I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs out there who, you know, start as attorneys and then figure out, oh wait, I want to start a business and, and then it turns yeah. into this big successful Thing, can you talk a little bit about that transition? Like, when did you know I'm going to step away from practicing law uh, and into because Zoe full time?
0: You know, so even when I created the website, I just thought I created the website for logistics because mm-hmm. I was t- I was spending a lot of my time like one to three in the morning just sending invoices. So even when I made the website and even when stores started reaching out to me, I didn't fully think this could be a business. It wasn't until at that time we had two stores that I realized this is actually bringing in money that I actually could, and I really liked doing it. And it was when work started to really not be fun anymore mm-hmm. and I didn't enjoy it. I had one particular situation where I was traveling to Orlando to visit my family and I worked just as much on that trip as if I had been to the office and I had done everything within my power to prevent that from happening. But I just saw my time and me as a human wasn't respected. And that's what I kind of said to myself, why am I doing this, particularly when I have something else over here that's doing really well that I actually enjoy. And I think it was that really bad experience that helped me to see I have this good thing over here. Um, And I told my husband on that drive home from Orlando back to Greenville, South Carolina, so it was a long drive. I said, I am, I'm not going to make it to the end of the year. I can't keep doing this and I'm not going to. And so that September of 2015 is when I left.
1: Awesome. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced as you built uh, because of Zoe?
0: Ooh, I I would say the first one was mindset. The way I thought about money, the way that I thought about time, the misunderstanding that more time, in order to have more money, you need more time. So keep working, keep working, keep working. And that's how you grow your business and grow grow your um, your income. Um, All those are wrong. Um, That is not true. More does not equal more. And I think that mindset was um something that I really that limited me a lot early on and something I had to overcome and once I did man the results it's, it's just mind blowing but those are lessons I had to learn that less actually leads to more i think poor use of my time was a huge challenge i had so much time when i first left because my daughter was in a school where my husband picked her up and i dropped her off so I had like a 10 hour work day before they actually got home and all I had was because of Zoe, but I was not utilizing the, I mean, what I could get done in two hours now, three hours now is like nothing. Like it's so much better than what I was doing in those 10 hours early on. And I think the other challenge was I was working like a hobbyist versus someone who was actually building a business. I was just like, I really love making these bows. So I'm just going to make the bows. I wasn't thinking about pricing. I wasn't in the, in the, pricing in a way that actually allowed me to grow a business. I really needed more structure and I needed to act like a business owner and not someone who just got to sell things she really liked making.
1: Sure, sure. It's really interesting to me that you bring up mindset as one of the biggest challenges that uh, you faced early on. And I think that's a, a challenge that every one of us faces as we start a business. But as I ask people about the challenges they, they f- face in their business, that doesn't come up a lot. You know, I mean, stuff around marketing, you know, things like that, when really, I think maybe a lot of this comes back to mindset you know, and, and just being confident in, in what you're selling. I mean, a lot of us are confident in our craft, you know, but then it's a whole different ballgame. I think being confident as business people and in selling, is that something that you experience as well?
0: Absolutely. Usually when I, when I used to do one-on-one calls, people would say they talk up all those things you're talking about. I want to talk about my email list. I want to talk about my Instagram. I want to talk about all these things. I want to talk about my logo, my website, should I, you know, incorporate and. 0% of the time was that the actual thing that was in their way But that's what so many business owners see on the forefront. It's because it's what you see when you're looking at other people Who you think are successful you think oh, it's this one thing. I call it the if only syndrome (laughs) If only I had 10,000 followers and I can get the swipe up. That's when my business will take off if only I could get xyz, you know, if only I could get a Kardashian to wear my (laughs) product then you know and it's like there will always be another if only if and that in itself is a mindset problem. And so I would definitely agree that a lot of times the thing that we think is the problem actually isn't. And so one of the things I love when I work with other people is listening to what they think their problem is, because it helps me to help them see that that's actually not the thing that's in your way. Um, It's a foundational issue when it comes to your business most of the time. And if we could just pause and really think about that, like, why do we think this is the thing that is like the end all? Be all the most important thing that'll really lead to some really great self-awareness and self-work and i have found because self-awareness has been something i've really been focusing on in 2019 and just from studying it i've seen i've even read articles that say self-awareness is the number one indicator for success for multi-million and billion dollar business owners like self-awareness has to be so high and i can see that because your business will never grow beyond where your personal development has grown. So I tell a lot of people when their business is stagnant, like up, that means you must have hit a plateau personally, and you have to grow because your business is not going to exceed where you are in your level of way of thinking and being.
1: Yeah. And I think, I I think that's such a challenging concept for people to wrap their heads around though. You know, how do they remove these, these mental uh, roadblocks, so to speak, so that they can continue growing themselves, realize maybe some of the things internally that are holding them back so that they can grow their business. What are some things that you did uh, in your business, especially here in 2019, uh, since it seems to be one of your big focuses, but also you know, going back to the beginning of, uh, because of Zoe, when you had to make some of these mindset shifts in order to grow, um, that business, what are some of the things that you did in order to become more self-aware, you know, and just, I guess, tackle your mindset?
0: Yeah. One of the things is I questioned my intentions. So I did like a three why test. So let's say I said, you know, I thought, okay, Instagram is really important. I need more followers. Why? why do you, well, I guess I need more followers because if more people are following me, then that's more people who can buy from me, why? Like, is that actually true, which it actually isn't. So I just did a kind of a really trying to get down to the matter of why is it really, I want this thing. And a lot of time it comes back to vanity. It comes back to a misunderstanding about what actually brings in dollars in a company. And I had to understand that and accept that. And then I had to say, okay, well then I need to find out what actually matters, right? And then when I looked at, um, the numbers because of Zoe was making great money, but I was undercharging once I went down and looked at okay, I need to hire a team, I need to hire a seamstresses. It was going to be really hard to do that at the price point we were at. So I had to, we tripled our prices in some areas, and that meant understanding that I'm going to have to find a different type of audience. I'm going to lose a lot of people with this transition and this shift. But I have to operate not thinking about what is Susie or Sally going to think, but thinking about, the one, the customer I want to speak to. And then, two, um, I can't grow this business if I don't think about moving my hands out of the doing and the making. And I had to realize that. And just thinking through all those different things helped me to see my shortcomings, that I was not thinking about building something that lasts. I was thinking about, I get to make stuff I really like and sell, which I think a lot of people think, whether it's services or products, like you're excited, you love what you do. Someone's paying you for it. Yay. But that's that's not it, right? That's not building a foundation in your business. That's just almost being a hobby. It's almost like the lemonade stand outside. Yeah, you may have a quote unquote profit at the end, but like, can you continue to grow and sustain that and then bring other people on to really have some impact. And that's what I wanted. I wanted something that wasn't just existing, but something that was gonna grow and could have impact and could live without me being there every day with my hands in, And which is another thing I'm working on heavily in my education business is building a team that allows me just to do what I'm good at and also to step away and the business still keep moving and breathing and making lots of money.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen that in our own business, uh, even in the, in the course yeah. of the last year, being able to to hire a, a team and really freeing up Krista from being so inundated with a uh, one-on-one client work. And it allows uh-huh. her to step back, have a, you know, kind of a bigger picture view, still get involved very heavily on the client side, but in a way that allows her to deliver, I think, better work, you know, because she has more mental space to do so. But then also it frees up opportunity for her to join me in kind of the bigger picture Uh, of our business, um, whether it's creating new products for the Palm shop, uh, new website designs, whatever it might be. And we've seen incredible growth over the last, I'd say eight to 12 months. And it it makes me think like why we didn't, (laughs) why why didn't we do this sooner? You know? Yes. Um, Yes. And I love the, you know, question your intentions point that you were, that you were making. What actually leads to uh, dollar signs? I know you used uh, Instagram as an example and uh, reading an article recently about an Instagram influencer who struggled to sell. She has, I think, over a million followers, but she struggled to sell something like 30 t-shirts. You know, and so you just think to yourself, like, I mean, and I think that's the truth. You know, we were, we're told that all of these things matter, you know, having 10,000 followers on Instagram, uh, you know, or whatever marketing channel it may be, you know, but does it really matter? I think questioning those kind of things, uh, is a really good practice so that you don't get stuck in that if only mindset. So you don't become like, you know, one of those people who just think, Oh, I need to buy course after course after course and think that once I have this one, then you know, I'll be successful. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. all of that's incredible. One thing I know about you though, is that you've been able to actually cut your work day down, you know, so you've actually yeah. been able to reduce the amount of hours that you're putting into your business, but at the same time, grow your business. I'm sure some of that might be related to hiring a team. Um, yeah. But w- what does that look like for you? How, how have you been able to do that? Because I know that there's people out there that say that, uh, you know, but it's, it's unclear yeah. it, exactly how does that work?
0: Yeah. And let me say that I made all those changes before I hired a team. So even as a party of one, anyone can do this. Um, like I said, so when I started out, I had a 10 hour work day. And then the next year in 2016, So that was 2016 when I had the 10-hour workday. 2017, Zoe changed schools and I was picking her up at carpool at 2.30 every day. So immediately I went from a 10-hour workday to a five-hour workday. And then that was around the time where I was starting my own podcast and starting business education. And so now I went from one business with 10 hours to two business and a weekly podcast uh, with five hours. But I was doing more in those five hours than I was in the 10 hours. And at that time, it was still me in both businesses. Like, so just me. And so one of the first things I realized was, okay, every single day when I wake up, I just start going. It's almost like you you take a lid off of, a rat cage and the thing just starts running until the end of the day when you put the lid back on. That was me. Like, okay, what am I going to do today? I'm going to post over here. I'm pitching stores. I'm researching stores. I'm going to make products. I'm going to package products. I'm going to sell products. I'm going to ship. I'm going to make sure I go live over here. I'm going to every day the list was just do every, a little bit of everything. And I realized because I loved it, it's hard to recognize that that's not healthy and that's not going to actually get you anywhere outside of being exhausted. Um, but it took um, having my daughter mimic me one day and she put her, uh picked up a phone and she was like, look, I'm mommy to realize this is how she sees me on the weekends. If we're in the car on our way somewhere, I can find some way to bring in work. And because I loved it, which was a very different experience from where I had just come from, I thought that was okay. And because we were making money, I thought, well, I must be doing things right. So that's another lesson I had to learn. Just because you're making money doesn't mean your business is actually set up the best way. You can make way more, which is what I've learned. Because now, I mean, what we've made in the first six months of 2019 is more than I made the entire year of that first year, that second year um, in business. And I'm doing now I have like a work when he naps type schedule. So it could be an hour a day.
1: Did you have any fear around that, like making that transition mentally, going down uh, hours uh, thinking, okay, well, because you are, you were making money and you were successful thinking, okay, I, you know, I guess just that struggle, should I rock the boat?
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell you there was so much fear around it, which I'm grateful for because now it helps me to relate to other women who I'm trying to talk to and, and, and help. There was this fear even, okay, so I say I was doing what I call team too much. One, I was doing too much because every day I woke up and I was doing, I was just existing. I was just doing. I wasn't working from a well-defined singular goal. This is the finish line and everything I do today is leading me to this one finish line. It was just do everything. But I was also team too much because I offered so many products that, you know, because it's always started as hair bows. But we had grown and started making shirts, bow ties, suspenders, um, scarves, blankets. I mean, so many things. And I was like, this isn't what I want to be known for. I want this company, when people hear because of Zoe to to resonate with hair bows. And I've gotten away from that. But making the decision, I remember the day, I can see it clearly, I went into Shopify and just deleted everything. I went into uh, my office and just started pulling leather. Like, I hated making leather bows, but people were like, you should make leather bows. They're so cool. And I'm like, okay. And it just didn't make sense. But there was really fear to pull wholesale out. Last year, I had my son and I knew we got to reduce something. And so I just said, we're not going to pitch any stores. And... Initially that was very fearful. It almost was like saying I'm going to just take my arm off, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting rid of a limb. But what that allowed me to see was that you can remove something and when you focus just on one thing, just like when you're growing a pumpkin, um, you have to cut off all the seeds except for one. And that's the only way to get a really really big pumpkin. Otherwise it's going to kill everything and you have nothing. And- well,
1: that's that's why my, my pumpkins never grow. You know, we've <laughs> tried pumpkins before. I think you've just yeah. solved my issue.
0: Yes. You have to literally go in and cut off every other seed on the vine and just leave one and pour everything into one. And I learned that from my friend, Laura Casey, um, who is a gardener. And she grew this huge pumpkin last year and she realized it was because I needed to clip off all the other things. And I was like, well, that's a business analogy, which I find (laughs) in pretty much everything. But I realized that the fear that was what I should have been fearing more is like, What is my life and what is this business really going to look like if I stay exactly how I am today? And that's the question I want everyone to ask themselves. Like that to me is something to be more concerned about than like, what if I stop doing this? Because here's the thing, it's not permanent. No decision typically that you make in your business is permanent. You can always go back and bring it back, pick it up, but just try and say, ask yourself like, what do I want my company to be known for? And is that the one message I'm putting out? or am I talking about five different things and some no one's ever going to say I have this problem and someone's going to overhear them and say oh you should go directly to her she does exactly that thing right mm-hmm. um That is where I came to that realization, but it did take overcoming those fears of this one thing brings in this amount of money. What's going to happen? Guess what? We made even more taking it out. Number two, thinking, what am I going to do about taking these products out? We made even more and it was a lot easier to bring on a seamstress team, teaching them how to make one product than 17 products. Mm. We then therefore were able to grow and make more money. So all those things that I thought were going to hold me back were actually the things that were like stopping those things I thought was going to be the hindrance, but it actually is what allowed me to grow. And that's been true in both of my businesses, um, really niching down over here and focusing on helping women get on the other side of busy. That's what I want to do, as opposed to just say, I'll help you grow your business generically. What does that mean? Right. And so I had to just overcome those fears of what's going to happen if I stop doing this and think about what's going to happen if I keep running things exactly as I am right now.
1: So one issue that I've mentioned on this podcast before that I've struggled with is um, having a great big to do list full of all (laughs) the things. um, And I feel like, okay, you know, I put every single task on there and I just like crossing things off, you know, Um, and I'm putting things on there really just for the sake of, you know, I guess the pleasure of being able to cross those uh, those (laughs) items off the list. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I feel really productive. But the yep. question is, you know, am I really moving my business forward? And I think I've made a lot of progress mm-hmm. in that regard over the course of the last year. But I think if you were to talk to me um, a year ago, even, I don't even know if I'd realize I would I have an issue. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I'd, I'm yep. not sure. So what would you say? What are some of the things that people should go through to kind of realize that maybe they're not making the most out of their time, or maybe they're not being as productive um, or focusing on really the one thing that they should be focusing on?
0: Yeah. So I actually just um, just started a series um, helping people identify that. And so one of the first parts of that series is just, here are 10 signs that you're doing too much in your business. And I won't go into all 10, but some of those look like a lot of what I just described. You wake up, And every day you're working on multiple aspects of your business every day or even every week. You don't know what to prioritize. You don't know what's the most important thing on your business. If you have a team, you don't have your team rallied around a central focus and you guys don't know what's the next best thing to work on. Um, If you're just working every day, but when you look at your business and you look at the numbers, they're in the same place or you see progress. But it's coming at a cost of things that are more important, like your health your own time with yourself, with your spouse, with your children, with your family, with your friends, those are signs that you're doing too much, what I call your hashtag team too much. If you're just exhausted, like when you get to the end of the work week or the work day and you just literally feel exhausted, that is a sign. Like that's not normal. That's not healthy. If you're easily distracted, um, if you have this feeling of treading water, which is just moving, moving, moving and not getting anywhere. Another thing I've seen is you're falling out of love with your business, which I've seen a lot of people do. Um, And I love when my students say, you know, once I actually started working with you, I realized it wasn't my business I wasn't in love with. It was the way I was doing it. Those are things, and those are signs. If you're always forgetting something, you're like, where's that sticky note over here (laughs) in the tab? I I put it on a notepad. Has anyone seen my notepad? I thought did I put it in over? You know, you uh, you need a framework. You need a system in place. Like those are some signs that. Um, you may be getting by, but you're not going to get anywhere. And there's a difference. We don't want to just show up and, and survive. You know, we want to build things that last and have impact. And where you are can be so much better if you just take the time. I always say slow down to speed up. And that's really been what 2019 has been all about for me and in, in my businesses.
1: That's awesome. I love that, uh, and we've been making some of those some of those transitions in our own business. Even uh, we're, you know, I guess by the time this uh, episode goes live, we'll have relaunched uh, our website. Uh, and part of that was simplifying. You know, we've taken yep. away, and even as we approach the website project itself, but one of the things that we talked about at a team retreat earlier this year was how can we simplify our business? Like, what are people yep. coming to us for, uh, and how can mm-hmm. we do more of that? And so that's reflected even just in the top of the navigation of our website. And we're hoping that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I am Anxious to see, um, you know how all of that works, but I do think that it's going to be better for us because we're going to be able to focus really on the things one that we like to do, um, yeah. but then also I think the things that make uh, the biggest impact. And so I encourage people that you know if you're listening, really to think about the things that you're doing on a daily basis, and if you feel uh, spread thin, you know st- start thinking maybe it's because uh, you need to focus a little bit more on one thing. As far as these 10 signs go, people can find those in a free video series, right?
0: Yes. And it's just at shuntagrant.com forward slash unbusy. So U-N-B-U-S-Y.
1: Awesome. And I'm going to write that down just so we have those for the show notes. Um, Perfect. But I I do want to talk a little bit about uh, turning the corner. So we've kind of talked about some of the signs. We've talked about um, both uh, the before and after a little bit in in both of our businesses from going from trying to do everything and and the things that people are telling us that we should do um, to having less time. Just also inherently by, you know, kind of our our growing families. I always joke around. How am I not just this crazy a billionaire with all the time I used to have before Jack came, right? Like what did I do with all of that time? So, but anyway, so how do, how do people start turning the corner? I know that you have a a program called the peace pace progress program. Can you talk a little bit about the things that you teach people so that they can get, you know, as you put it on the other side of busy?
0: Yes. So what I had to do was when I went from that 10 hours to five hours and starting to want to do more things is realize I need a framework in place. I need something that, because what can happen is I get this idea, oh, I have these great ideas, and then I implement it, and then, like, one month, two months, three months, I'm going to go back to status quo. I'm going to go back to what's familiar, and that's doing all the things. I needed to put something in place that was a structure and a plan to help me. And so, when I did that and I started to see it worked, I thought to myself, okay. I'm going to teach this to at that time. I took one on one client calls. I'm going to teach this to other people and then they would start doing it. And I would hear feedback like, oh, my husband noticed a difference in me when I started doing the thing you told me or my children said, Mom, you seem something different about you today. And I realized that this thing doesn't just affect our businesses, but it affects our lives. Um, and really allows us to to have that peace. That's why the first word of the framework is peace. So it's a four-step framework that I teach in my program called Peace, Pace, Progress. And it's release, visualize, focus, and execute. Those are the four tiers of the framework. And so that first one is release. And you know, the first thing you have to do is accept where you are, right? But we also have to accept that we have to release some old mindsets, some old emotions that really have gotten us to where we are. And it might've been beneficial to get you to where you are today, but it's not going to get you to the next level, to the place you want to go. And so within the release um, module, I teach a method I call my cleaning house method. And that teaches you how to actually keep things out of your mind and how to also kind of get away from the sticky tab syndrome i call it when you have sticky notes all over the place whether that's physically or mentally but it just really teaches you kind of to release a lot of the practices you've been using and then i teach you a new practice that's going to help you um, stay organized really starting with your mind so that's kind of a lot of mind work that's in the release tier and then we go to visualize One of the things I realized, like I said, I was getting up just doing all this work, is successful business owners work from a place of purpose and vision. And so many people aren't taking the time to do that. I wasn't taking the time to do that. I was just, like I said, getting up and making things and selling them, right? But I didn't, I realized you have to be able to have a vision in place and make sure that everything you do is coming from that place. So Tier 2 Visualize is really helping you understand about purpose and vision. And then I give you a system to set up with either you or your team to get your team to rally behind what the purpose is of your company is and what's that vision you guys are working toward, the vision by this time next year, in three years and five years, like what does that look like? And I teach you how to kind of really break that down and understand why it's so important. And then the third tier is focus and that is really key. So many people come to me because they're like, I need to focus. And I think that's the number one thing I hear back from my students is you taught me how to actually focus and how to build your business around a singular focus. And then in step four, tier four is execute, how to actually go from then that focus goal, that focus idea, from execution, because that sometimes is hard. It's like, okay, I know where I want to get to, but I don't have that roadmap. I don't know how to get there. It keeps you from taking on too much because of the systems that we have in place and the work, um, the worksheets and the workbooks and the way I teach people how to do it. But those four tiers make up the Peace Pace Progress Framework. And what I love is I get to teach it to people who are a party of one or small businesses who have anywhere from 10 to 50 people. And I come in and can teach it to that small company about how to teach their company to work around this framework to get everybody on board with this from this coming from the same place. And so what I love about the framework is that it will work for like it did for me when it's just you by yourself. But it also will help you if you have a team, if you have a small business, no matter what your business looks like, um, you need this framework in place because it's so foundational. It's kind of where we start. And so even in my company, when we do our quarter planning, we start With the peace pace progress method so i still use it to this day but it really is what what helped me and so i just packaged it because i thought what if i can keep someone from going through all the randomness that i had to go to go through to figure out what business and life really looks like on this side where i'm able to work less spend more time with my son you know i make more money when i'm not in this office than when i am And it's because of the things I've set in place, Um, and it it started with that framework.
1: I really appreciate that the framework starts with mindset too, because like we said at the very beginning of this episode, I think that a lot of what we think is the problem actually Mm -hmm. isn't the problem. You know, and really, if we can if we can get through some of these uh, mindset barriers and obstacles, um, you know, just based on on poor habits or really. You know, again, a lot of us just get get into business because we really like what we do. You know, and yes. so it just makes sense to think, okay, well if we do if we do more of that, then we'll get more result. And that's just not necessarily the case. So just to recap, you can go through Uh, a a free three-day video series uh, where Shantae starts with talking about some of these signs that maybe you can use a little bit more focus in your life and business. Um, And, you know, you should also check out if you feel like she was speaking to you during this interview, you know, and a lot of these things resonated, uh, especially with issues around focus and just feeling like you're on that hamster wheel, like you're doing a ton of work, but you don't necessarily feel like you're growing your business, then you definitely need to check out the Peace Pace Progress program um, and where can people find out more about that?
0: So I actually have a training that talks more about the four tiers um, and that's at shantagrant.com forward slash training. So you can go in, watch that training, ask your questions um, and then it ends and tells you how you can enroll in Peace Pace Progress um, at that time if enrollment is open and if not, it'll tell you what to do. But yeah, that training, I think is really helpful because it walks you, like I said, through those four frame, through the four tiers a little bit more than I just talked about. Um, and that's at Shantegrant.com forward slash training.
1: Awesome, and I'll include uh, both the link to that and the three-day video series in the show notes. So be sure to check out the show notes for all episodes because there's generally some awesome bonuses like that. Shante, thank you so much for your time. Uh, where yeah. can people follow along with you? And because of Zoe, I really appreciate the fact that I've got to see you. You know, every couple of months for the last couple of months. So I know. Hopefully, we'll continue this trend.
0: I know that'll be fun. We got to see each other again. Um, I'm on Instagram at Shante Grant. It's S-H-U-N-T-A-G-R-A-N-T. Because it's kind of my jam right now. I really <laughs> love that. Um, because of Zoe is at Because of Zoe on Instagram. And it's Zoe without a Y. So because of Z-O-E. And then um, those are probably the two best places to get started. I also have a free Facebook group for women who want to build business on the other side of busy. And that's ShanteGrant.com forward slash insider. Um, and we have a lot of fun in there and talk about pretty much the things like we talked about today. Like how can we truly get on the other side of busy and then stay there?
1: Awesome. And I'll include links to all of that in the show notes. Shantae, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com.